Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Teresa Alish. Teresa and I met when she was my student in a marketing program last year. Teresa went from stage three cancer to life after cancer coach. She describes herself as having lost nine years of good health to the aftermath of cancer. Stress, exhaustion, and illness after illness. And then there was the time she almost took her life. Not only did Teresa battle an aggressive breast cancer, but she was there with her dad battled stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And her mother-in-law lost her battle to stage four cancer. And more recently... Her sister battled stage 3 breast cancer, to name a few. It's sad to say, but Teresa knows cancer, and she values working with survivors because they possess raw grit and resilience. If there's one group of people who have the power to change their lives for the better, it's the cancer warriors. Strong and healthy today, Teresa helps survivors challenge the new normal cancer gave them and rebuild their mental, physical and emotional health with the Life After Cancer Blueprint. Welcome, Teresa. I'm super excited to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much. It is always a pleasure talking with you. Likewise, likewise. So, obviously, you've been through a lot. So, let me ask you, What are you afraid of after all those experiences? Mm, that That's such a good question because, you know, you, you mentioned it a little bit in, in the introduction, but as cancer survivors, you know, our, our immune systems end up compromised. And sometimes that carries on for, for months, even years after cancer is over. And it leads us kind of down this path sometimes of just stress and burnout where we're more vulnerable to illness, um, just just all the stressors in life that might bring us down a little bit more quickly than if we were we were kind of in our A game, if you know what I mean. But my my biggest fear is for the really others because I feel like I'm I'm in this place where I'm starting to figure it out. But my fear is that uh, the other cancer survivors who are out there battling and struggling day by day, which is where I was at one point, that they're not going to find that path or or realize that they can make some changes that will rewrite, you know, the new normal that cancer gave them. And so my hope or, you know, there's hope on the other side of fear. And, and my hope is that, that they realize that they can take back that control that cancer took from them because we lose control. <laughs> and mm. I want, I want them to be, be able to, to come through, improve their conditions and just take one day at a time where they're getting some wins out of life. So I want to turn that fear around and make it more about hope for other cancer survivors. Mm. I love what you're saying. I also always loved your 
care, your deep care about others first. And sometimes, you know, forgetting about yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I also know that we both share a similar story because we both were at the edge of giving up our life. So can you describe your moment and what the negative outcome was for you and your family? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this is always tough to share. But, you know, you mentioned in the introduction that I was, I battled cancer. It was stage three. And six months after I was battling, my dad was also in the fight. Um, we were in the same hospital at the same time. As a matter of fact, I was having surgery and he was receiving his diagnosis. And, um, I, you know, I went through all of my treatment only to find uh, that I had tumors in my ovaries. And so at 32, or actually it was still 31 at the time, I was in menopause. Um, and for anybody out there who knows anything about that, it's just massive changes to your psyche, your, your, your chemistry, your balance. And while I went through all of that, I was also a school principal. And so I had a lot of responsibility on my shoulders and I found myself in a place where I would, I would go to work and I would try to take on the, the you know, the day-to-day -day responsibilities. And I did, but at the same time, my mind would be at home regretting maybe not being more present with the kids, maybe not playing that little game that they wanted us to play and instead, you know, laying down on the couch or pulling out my laptop and finishing up work that I didn't feel I had done. And then I come home from the day's work, usually late. And then that's when my mind would go back to work. And so it's just my mind and body were never in the same place at the same time. And if you go day by day by day in that sort of a state, that mental, emotional battle, it wears on you. And that's, that's what was happening to me until I got to a point where I started to question my value. I started to question whether I was a fit parent, a fit leader, uh, a good wife, a good daughter. You know, it just goes on and on and on, friend, sister. And I, I started to say this one statement over and over, and it was that, um, you know, maybe no, no me was was a better me for my kids. They would have a better memory um, if I were to just leave. Um, and I also thought there were other people out there who could love them more or be more present for them, maybe not love them more, uh, but be more present. And I, we were at the end of a snow day. And so we had, a, I love snow days. Educators, you're not supposed to know that out there, people, but educators look forward to snow days too. But we had a snow day where it was a good three days where I had time to spend with my kids. My husband was actually gone at a wrestling trip and got to the end of those three days. It was time to go back. And it hit me that morning that I had wasted those three days. I have I, I couldn't even remember what I did other than I knew I, I, gave, I fed them, you know, food and shelter. Um, I didn't nurture. I knew that. And I thought, it's, this is it. This is, I, this is it. This is the day. And I took them to daycare and went home and, and I, I had my plan and I was going to take my life inside my car with, with all the pills that I, I hate. I hate pills. That's the irony of it. Um, I very rarely would take, you know, my painkillers after surgery, et cetera. Mm. And so, yeah, I got to that point and, you know, there it's, it's a pretty in-depth story. Um, but 
I, a, a little bird sort of <laughs> woke me up. It's, it's the craziest story about a cardinal that landed on my rearview mirror. And, and I decided, nope, this, this isn't, this isn't the time. This is not the time I, they need me and I need them. And I just need to open up to relying on other people besides myself. Mm. I know what it goes <laughs> deep. I know. I made it. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, Teresa, for sharing. I know this is always a tough uh, story to tell, and um, so what was this the the negative outcome mm. for you and your family after that moment? Oh boy, so I mean, the negative outcome I think was the realization that I had that there was just, I, I realized that what I felt was hopelessness and emptiness. And, um, you know, if you're empty, you, you really, if you don't love yourself, it's hard to love others. And it's not, again, it's not that I really, I didn't love, I loved, I just didn't know how to show it and I didn't know how to receive it. Mm. And so that, and I didn't know it at the time, Uwe, I, I, um, I, I thought I was hiding things good enough, but come to find out years later, Uh, when writing a book that um, my husband said, no, you, you, you shut everyone out. You were distant. And so on, I, I was lucky though. I mean, it, though you can see where that could have gone, but I was lucky they stood by me. Um, and I think, I think some of the fallout then was just living in a constant state of stress weakened my immune system. It weakened my uh, resilience. It weakened my emotional um, strength. I mean, I'm kind of saying all the same things, but it just, it leads you to a point where you don't feel like you're strong enough to live. And so I would say that that's what, what the outcome or the negative outcome is or was. Mm. Feeling not strong enough to live is, is a deep insight into your old past, uh, yeah. into your old, uh, <laughs> version of you. And, uh, I get it. I totally get it. So, and it's really tough to talk about this again. Thank you. You bet. So before I ask Teresa, what was the moment that you knew something had to change? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Teresa, coming back to you, what was the moment that you knew something had to change? Oh, so that's such a good question because you would think that I realized that moment then, that day I made that decision to get out of my car and, you know, call in to work and, and um, decide to live. But I, I kind of continued through life in that state of struggle. And there was a day when I was looking at pictures and uh, it, it was really a couple years ago. And I was trying to remember what I was doing, you know, how I was feeling in those pictures. And it was like that emptiness was there that I, it really sank in that I had lost, you know, six, seven, eight, almost nine years of, of my life to struggle. And I just asked, I, how much longer can I do this? I, you know, I, I didn't, I just realized I have to make a change and that I started to get angry about the new normal that cancer forced me into. And so nobody, no one told me otherwise. I mean, it was kind of one of those things where, um, you know, doctors are, are phenomenal 
they they're wonderful but i think there's a point where i could have been more prepared for the vulnerability that i i was left with after completing treatment and going out kind of back into the wild and so yeah the, there was a moment there where i'm like i know i can rewrite my new normal i don't have to accept this i can rebuild the foundation that cancer wiped out mm. you know it's you know you have to have a strong foundation because over time, weather's going to, to, you know, make it crumble. And I think that's the same thing for us with our body, minds, and spirits, bodies, minds, and spirits. And I just realized that my foundation had been wiped out. And mm. so in order to survive life storms, and they're going to come, Uwe, they're going to come at us mm. when we least expect it. Uh, we might be able to prepare, prepare for some, but I just realized I was missing something and it was really my plan for life after cancer. Mm -hmm. And it was my plan to get healthy, to stay healthy. It was, you know, that's what I was missing. And that's, I realized that I needed to change that. Mm -hmm. I totally understand. And, uh, you know, many of my clients and myself included, you know, when you go through these deep valleys and, you know, <laughs> you, you, you experience life from all areas that are possible, the highs and the lows. And going through that is kind of like the extreme, it sounds to someone who hasn't experienced something similar to that. But to those who go through these valleys, to these lowest points, it strengthens you. It really helps you to strengthen. And this is also what you did, because you created this life after cancer blueprint. Mm-hmm. And you live by it. So how do you live according to this blueprint? Oh, that's an awesome question. So I, it's, it's really about accountability for me now. I mean, I, I had to kind of uniquely design, you know, there's, there's, there's workout routines out there. There's nutrition plans. There's, um, you know, techniques for focusing and getting organized just there's all sorts of stuff out there. And I would, I tried lots. I tried so many things, so many. And I started looking back at doctor, my doctor's guidance. And I, I went to some therapists and received some help there. It took me creating a plan for me that worked, that, that was special to me, uh, using strategies that I knew I could stick with. And so now today You know, I, I changed my sleep schedule, my sleep habits. Sleep is huge. Um, mm. I changed my workout routine so that I, I get, I always used to be an early morning workout person, but now I also, I build in just a few minutes, these, these small little bursts throughout the day that just kind of rekindles my energy, keeps me going because I would crash just, I would have huge crashes where I just had to lay down and, and close my eyes and I no longer have to do that. It's so little things like that. I'm, I'm stronger in my body because I'm moving more. Uh, intentionally. I have better focus because I've changed how I organize my time. And yeah, so so for me, that's that's really how things have changed and and how life looks. And you know, every day we're working, we have to we we continue to improve because life changes changes us. And so I, I now have a process though. And I know I can fall back on that. You know, sometimes you get the flu. The next thing you know, everything's out the window. You stop working out, you stop eating, you know, you don't eat right or you get back into eating and it's not the way it should be. <laughs> so yeah, 
that's that's um I'm, I have a process now and I love it. Mm. And you, of course, you're sharing this with your clients uh, as well. And uh, so, and you're just describing also this when you talk about the new normal for cancer mm. survivors. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, it just hit me also because it is a definitely a new reality for you when you just went through something like that. So can you tell us a little bit more about um, what it means? Oh, absolutely. So when I think about that and I think about how cancer has changed us, and honestly, I think anybody could think of some of their biggest battles in life as a cancer. But but when I speak of cancer, I think about the way that the disease itself changes the body. But then when you, for those of us who go through, um, you know, the chemotherapy and radiation that has a long lasting effect effect on our uh, chemistry and the next thing we know is we start to battle things that we didn't necessarily battle before so we we find ourselves fatigued we have struggle with focus struggles with focus um, just low mental physical emotional energy things like that and then our body takes a hit because we don't exercise maybe as much as we did before or even through cancer. So then you have to rebuild. So we're just weaker in our muscles and um, in our foundation of our body. Um, and I think many survivors find themselves saying, is this, is this all the better it's going to get? I mean, is, and then you're always wondering if something's wrong. And so, mm. so the new normal then is kind of flipping that. And like I said, when I talked about where I'm at now, it's it's really putting that, I, I keep using the word foundation, but I think it's important to think of it as a, as a foundation. So in, in the blueprint, for example, we we put together how what our day looks like. We put together the types of exercise we are going to do. And so for survivors out there, just to start imagining what would it be like if you started making those small changes You, you eventually and gradually change your new normal. You recalibrate your mental and your physical and emotional energy. And the next thing you know, you're bouncing back more quickly when, when you know, something crops up or you have to go hard at work for a few days and, and just work your tail off from, you know, early morning to late at night. But you can bounce back because you have a system, you have a plan. And so that is what it means to rewrite the new normal that that cancer has given you mm. so creating this new foundation is is key here definitely and what i help my clients with uh, at one point when they create their new foundation of course it's all about transformation and of course mm. not comparable to the situation that a cancer survivor is in but you know just from the system perspective it's similar and what i help my clients with is often you know at one point to dive into their ability to create and experience goosebumps because this enables us internally to have access to all the emotions that are inside of us and helps us feel real and, and, and get a new sense, even with a new foundation and a terrible context behind us, creates this new sense of, a new reality, as you name it. But now tapping into what gives you the chills. So that is very important because 
in moments like this, we feel so true and just can be. Nothing else matters. We can just enjoy being the moment. We're having the chills, having them right now as we speak. So, <laughs> so when was the last time you experienced goosebumps? Mm. So that's something that I try to actually create for myself, uh, especially at night when I say my prayers. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I just believe in the power of you. You really, when you described kind of the goosebump feeling, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I do that every single night. And one of the reasons I do that is to, to tune in to sort of that, I don't know, higher power for me, it's God. And um, I always I always try to align what it is that I would love to see happen uh, with that feeling. And, and so I create the feeling of goosebumps. You know, for example, when a client makes that turn, it mm. starts to realize, oh my gosh, I have more energy because, because I just did this one thing. But but there's something else that gives me goosebumps. And again, it just hit me when you were talking. But for example, it's my why. So when I watch my kids, you know, um, at their piano recital, I can't even begin to tell you the goosebumps that are there the entire time they're playing, uh, that, that pride that I feel, um, you know, when they're playing sports or, or when they're at church and, and they're reading or they're doing a leadership um, a task for the school. Things like that give me goosebumps. Mm, beautiful. I knew we would get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got there. You're we right. You said that too. <laughs> Absolutely. So before we wrap up with uh, your final words, I want to ask you, what's the one question that I should have asked you that would give great value to our audience here? Ooh, so I, I it would be, Teresa, did you write a book? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Teresa, did you write a book? <laughs> yes, I did. I'm so glad you asked. Oh, no, I, I did. I wrote a book and published in 2017. And I actually, um, last, last fall, won an Author Academy Award for my book. And it's called Broken to Brave. And it's really about that, you know, we talked earlier about that journey and um, the battles, the stressors that I had. And I don't know if I actually called it my new normal in the book. I'm not sure if I had that, that insight at that time. I might've, but really it's, I wrote the book for others to, to walk that journey with me and to really try to get them to a place of living in the moment as they're reading my book. So that I ask questions at the end of each chapter to try to get them to that place Of living in the moment because that was the one thing I wasn't doing for so long. And if I can get people to live in the moment, then I have, I, I, I believe I've, you know, walked through my mission in life. Hmm. Absolutely. That's so important. Thank you. Thank you for, mm -hmm. for that. You bet. Update. Absolutely. Any final words to our audience? Yeah, I, I would say, I just want to reach out, um, to whether you are battling cancer or you have battled and you find yourself relating to, to some of the things I've said or you know someone, you have a loved one or a friend or even a colleague who has battled or is battling cancer, um, I do occasional Facebook Lives just to, just to reach out and, and 
um, just sort of have that conversation over the air. Sometimes my sister's with me. And if you ever just looking for entertainment, <laughs> log in because we like, you know, we like to talk, we like to laugh and we believe that laughter is, is one of the, it's some of the best medicine you can give yourself. And aside from that though, just connecting with me. And I loved, I love to connect, you know, even if it's not something where we work together in the future, I just love to connect and, and find ways to serve, you know, regardless. Hmm. Thank you for that. And of course, you know, you're one of the most caring persons on this planet I know. And uh, <laughs> thank you for thank that. You. So thank you're in you. good hands when you reach out to Teresa and Of course, we will leave all the details uh, in the show description where you can get in touch with Teresa. Uh, you can find her on Facebook and all the good stuff. Where you can buy the book and everything. So again, thank you so much, Teresa, for our conversation. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you. And I appreciate having the opportunity. You got it. You're very welcome. So next week, you will meet Katja Glockla. She's not only a former client, but also an insightful force author and book coach. Katya empowers and guides spiritual creators to transform their life and grow their business by writing their first book in a safe container, where their desires comes, come first and flow follows. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.